brace yourself, space yourself, and then start your leg movements. Hello out there. Hello Europe and Asia and North America and South America and uh, <laughs> Antarctica and of course yep. Africa and uh, Oceania. Hello down under. Hello down under. Yes. Yes. Hello. Uh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to Five Fins. <laughs> Australian for, for podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh no. That's really funny. The snowballed. Uh, that was the funniest. That was a good bit. That was a great bit. Australian for Australian for podcast. Australian That's for podcast. Welcome to Five Fins, your favorite fish podcast, where we talk about fish exclusively. Um, the food. The food on your way from 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 here to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> the things you can expect. Um. No, we are here back for discussion and serious critical analyses yes, of very serious of uh of the band Finch. Um <laughs> they uh do you think the band Finch has a podcast? There is a band called Finch, but I don't know if they have a is there like five Finch five Finches? five beaks five beaks <laughs> yeah five wings five eggs five wings out is probably eggs. already they a podcast rate them out of eggs <laughs> we don't five know five species do the species since finches are so prevalent yeah we are here talking about the fish show that took place when did it take place dan give us the date it took place on july 3rd of 2012 that is true at the lovely Nikon at Jones Beach Theater. Nikon right? something at Nikon, at Jones yeah. Beach. Let's just be honest. That's that's what it's we the all camera call it. Venue. I think it's like where Nikon you're not allowed theater? to bring cameras in. Like, what is that all about? <laughs> Nikon Nikon Theater, but they don't let you bring your Nikon in. Like, come on, guys. That's a good point. Can you like buy a Nikon there and use it? That that should oh, be their I promotion. Wonder. You know. I wonder. Um, I don't even know if it's still called that. Do we know if it's still called that? I have no idea. I know it's still in the same spot, though. Yeah. Well, the ocean's still in the same spot. You can't really move it. Um, no. A little, little closer, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. It's uh, it's uh, the venue isn't moving, but the <laughs> the ocean's a different story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Three rows of seats are gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Yes, we are talking about the Jones Beat show from July 3rd of 2012. And for our little opening spiel here, uh, it it, it must be mentioned that... uh, Is it is it it's technically fair to say we had tickets for this show, right? That's technically true. We yep, we did. Yeah. So, (laughs) I mean, we still have it on. It's in my stash. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same. (laughs) I scanned the ticket. (laughs) Yes. Back back in the uh, pre-streaming era, these kids don't understand. Oh yeah. Nowadays, entered the redeeming code by by hand. Had to type in the whole thing. Uphill both ways and. uh, yeah, when you, before the uh, at least before the soundboard uh, streaming app a- a era, you had to have your tickets or you had to pony up money to listen to the soundboards, and we weren't doing that. 
as nope. as college kids. So uh, nope. we weren't we weren't messing with that. Uh, so yeah, the uh, we had the the code. So so here's the story of of how that happened, <laughs> at least as far as I can as as I remember it, and uh, you can feel free to chime in. Sure. So, so we what we were actually doing when the show was happening was we were on our way to New York to see the show that yes. took place the next night, which is of course the 4th of July show from 2012. That was also at Jones beach. And when, I mean, the whole trip down is a whole story to begin with, but basically once we got to New York, our, our friend and infamous third podcaster, Mike, yes, uh, or just famous. <laughs> Let's just say famous, Super um, famous, hopefully famous, famous in my heart. He's going to be more famous from this podcast than 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 you or I are for sure. And uh, he, we got to his apartment. He lives in New York, and we got to his uh, his where he was in New York at the time. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, so just just throwing this out there, uh, <laughs> I may have bought tickets for tonight's show, which at that point." was probably already like half over right because we got there yeah, pretty oh, late definitely more than half i think yeah right? like, and obviously oof. we were in manhattan so we were like nowhere near <laughs> jones beach oh, really geez. and yeah so that was a little alarming but he did uh he did secure tickets for the yes. following night um he, and he paid for them for us we didn't you know yes didn't pay so we didn't have to super, pay as, nice on his part. As always, yes, Mike coming through in the clutch with being an awesome friend and yeah, uh, and letting us stay at his place. And uh, but of course, it's a it's a funny moment because we get down there and when he first said it, I was like, <laughs> "What does that mean? Like, does that, so do, can we go tomorrow? Or like, are there still tickets available? Or like, because uh, we kind of just like took a trip on a bus from yes." Syracuse, New York, yeah. through to you know to uh, Midtown Manhattan. So it was like we did do that to get there. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. Did some walking. Yeah, did a little bit of walking. Um, I just uh, I was actually trying to remember what we even did that night. Like in like like I said, oh, the show would have happened. Watched, but. We watched something on TV. Uh, oh geez, what was it? Maybe Conan or something. Uh, I don't think that we went to Danny and Eddie's that night, did we? You know, that's actually that might have been it. I'm I that that's ringing a bell. Was that the first time? Although I think that down in New York in 2012, Danny and Eddie's is probably yeah the likely destination of, of that, that was R.I.P. A, Danny and Eddie's. Yes, no longer there. Yeah, no longer there. But uh, it was a was great was place the, was the spot was there was the spot Loved when it. we would hang out but yeah so um you know it's kind of funny because uh we're gonna do this show mm-hmm. and then i think we know which show we have lined up next time where let's say there was more of a, a, a it, it, the outcome went differently where we were actually you know <laughs> in inside the place um no it was it was it was all it was all worth it the trip down was super fun you and i were on one of those like not it wasn't mega bus but it was like one of those it, sort of i think it was yeah it was mega bus. it was mega bus okay yeah. it was one of those and uh, you know, there was a bunch of people sleeping and whatever, and we were just excited and watching George Carlin comedy specials <laughs> on your video iPod. Yeah. Oh my God! With a split headphone cable. With in a split headphone. This is this is like we're like yeah. You had to crank the airplane to get it started. Like this is how far back oh, <laughs> we're just man. you know working. Dude, we do to... sound old when we say stuff like that. Isn't like, it crazy? Yes, people, anyone who's listening that doesn't know, like. <laughs> 
before Spotify, like there was iTunes. There was iTunes. And you put that it was on a dark your, time. Dark time. There sorry. still is iTunes, but I just yeah, like you'd put it on your iPod instead of your phone. I don't even know that I had a like. I probably still had a flip phone at that point because I I was really slow on the uptake for me too. For I, phone stuff. I definitely did because I remember one of the first like things that I had my uh my iPhone for. Not iPhone four. My iPhone <laughs> F O R <laughs> was uh was Magnaball. So I, I must have gotten a, a smartphone oh in twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because wow. I remember like my first pictures were like of the um you know like of all like the decorations and stuff on that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some of the earliest pictures on my Instagram too. I don't even have an iPhone anymore, but but I did at the time. Uh, that's not important, I guess, for the for the listeners. We are available on Apple Podcasts, and and uh, <laughs> just throwing that there. Anything else Chomp on the ride into down? Into a podcast, uh, the ride down story. I'm trying to think. I remember, like, didn't we stop at like a McDonald's or something on the way down? Is that something? We definitely stopped somewhere. It might have just I been like a gas station. I'm, I don't remember if we partook in anything before the ride, though, or just. Like candies, I don't think so. strong candy. Yeah, bus. candies. You know, uh, sugar. Which we've admitted uh, to on this podcast is that yeah, we do I love sugar. Yeah, we um, eat a lot of sugar. Or sweets. We sweet sweets. Too. Yeah, Reese's peanut butter cups. I don't. All I can remember is is after we got there when we walked up because we met Mike. Mike met us outside the apartment, I think, to tell us this information. I believe. Oh, um, okay. I I don't know if it was like. I, oh, I just remember feeling like immediately instead of being I, I didn't feel angry like any moment the entire time yeah. just because of how sad he was when he was telling us. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, well, it I was, feel bad. It was one of those where <laughs> I it, my memory of it was he was kind of like he didn't want us to like freak out about it, but he, he had to bring yeah. it up. So it was like. So about the tickets, and it, that's like the absolute last sentence you want to hear, like the beginning of sentence you yeah. want to hear when you've just taken a bus trip to New York. It's like, what about the tickets? The tickets are fake. The tickets are for a different show. Like, <laughs> uh, So it's like, yeah, and guys, we got, it's actually Neil Diamond. Them. Small, yeah, right? oh small my God. thing. Small, it, it wasn't Jones Beach. It was Randall's Island and it's uh, Maroon 5. My bad, but, you know. Uh, yeah, and I don't remember when we checked the set list, but I do remember that when we did, it was like a, oh, moment. Well, there's, yeah, there, and we're going to get to, there's a couple of those in this show that were very surprising at the time. <laughs> Uh, and I think I was at this point very, very early. I think we were all very early on in the sort of knowing like normal set list dynamics, I guess, you know, and like sort of feeling that out. So yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it was, it was quite an event, it, but, uh, the, the trip down was fun. And then we went, we went and saw the show the next night and everything, and everything the was cool. And next night should be pointed out also had a yeah. fair number of bust outs, like a pretty good amount of true. Neat bust outs and things that we haven't seen since, so that's cool. Yes, yeah, and that, that ended up being that's a worth great mentioning. Show with with great moments in it in an in and of itself that influenced my fandom going forwards. But yeah, the the show that we are covering tonight is uh, woo. 
Yeah, I didn't listen all the way through to the fourth show. I only picked out like highlights from it, and then I was kind of listening to other 2012 shows, like with similar songs, just to kind of get a Decent feel for it. Year. Decent year. Yeah, a couple of things maybe should be brought up about that too. Uh, so uh, the way I kind of group the years in my head, I feel like 2012 is still um, the first part of the of the kind of post breakup era in terms of I think beginning in 2013, which might come up at some point on the podcast, um, and then going forward, the the jamming style had begun to change. This will be easier to point out when we kind of go through the individual songs. But you know, coming back to it, it is really interesting to hear the the thing that jumps out at me listening to the show overall and listening to a bunch of other 2012 shows i've heard the amount of covers <laughs> that they're playing on a regular basis and we get a whole yeah. bunch of them in this show a whole a lot a lot a bunch um <laughs> and it's interesting thinking about you know by 2014 the that was kind of the year of no covers uh you know where that where they kind of they kind of for forwent forwent foregoed forwent that they greatly they didn't went um hey hey there you go saved it um <laughs> they they were holding off on covers you know that year for a long time eventually they busted out like cross-eyed and painless and a few of them but it was definitely sort of like we're doing more original uh, we're doing more original material, and then that's grown, obviously, over time. They still do covers a lot, but um, now there's such a huge amount of original material and new original material that uh, they're a lot less reliant on it than they were at this time. But that was something that really jumped out at me. I don't know if that, like, did you kind of notice that when you first listened to the show? Or Yeah, and as I was, like, you know, going through all the other shows, like the next night, the one that we saw had what two velvet underground songs they did held had held high and uh rock, rock and, and roll. roll yeah so i mean you know and then what how many is that there's like four covers in that one night yep yeah it's the same and there were there were a lot of shows in 2012 though. like that um it, it almost makes me think that 2012 and i guess to a degree also 2013 made them reassess that at a certain point um i know in the kind of internet fandom there's sort of this uh i don't know if whether it's true or not but just kind of this idea that maybe part of that decision was also monetarily driven about like how many royalties they were giving away just every night playing like Understand- six covers understandable yeah uh, it also would limit you moving forward like releasing stuff too right because you yeah can't, yeah like for example what's it the nassau one where it's Roses are free, and then roses jam. Thank you. Yeah, that whole there was a whole thing with that where if it was over a certain length, you had to like pay double, so they would sort of make the jams a separate track, even though nobody would ever be like, "Yeah, the Boston jam was great." Like you would refer to the <laughs> song they were jamming <laughs> on, but um, so yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, looking at this run, like I said, it's uh, it's it's this night and the next night we went to the to the next one. But uh, <laughs> as you alluded to, uh, we had in a time where it was more rare to get access to the soundboard recordings without paying for it to have the show. I definitely remember listening to this one a lot back in the day. But then, of course, as things pile up, uh, you know, show wise and you the years go on, 
Um, I hadn't heard it in a long time before we agreed to uh, to do this as the uh, yeah. episode. And by agreed, Same. I mean I I told you to do it. <laughs> you yeah, didn't object and at all. I actually had no, not even close. I, and I actually had a, a funny experience with it too that I'll get into when we get to a specific song that you know about. But I think this is a good time to transition to uh, the actual part of the podcast about the show. What do you think, Dan? I think I am ready for that. <laughs> Robot Dan is back. <laughs> I am here. I am ready to discuss the band Finch. <laughs> oh no! All right, we're gonna take a break, and I'll reprogram him to. Uh, to Goodbye, bye, bye, <laughs> bye, 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 bye. Five, five fins, five, five fins. <laughs> I can't do that, Dave. Uh, all right, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll be right back with more five fins. Welcome back to Five Fins. Thanks for sticking around. They made it through the 15-minute break, and they're back. Oh, no, I guess we're not even at set break yet, so they made it through the- No, this is, uh, everyone's looking for their seat. You find your seat, go to the bathroom, whatever, like, you know, you do the rotation thing. The one friend who needs a pretzel gets a pretzel. You know me, it's like I find the bathroom, the beer line, and my seat. That's my my move. Bathroom, beer line, and bottom place. Beer bearings, <laughs> bathroom. Get your Ooh. bearings. Get your beer. The three B's of the fish. Tri- three B's of concert going. I like it. Yeah. Oh man, we That's just stumbled onto something big there. One for the kids out there. Uh, beer bearings, bathroom. <laughs> who are, are twenty one? In and that older. order. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Well, depends. Sometimes you get the bathroom going before the. I mean, or the how, or the bearings yeah. first. Yeah, you, depends in on that what order happens. Is, uh, you, that's in whatever order you so choose. Depends on what happened, you know, during the, uh, the before the show, whether or not you maybe yeah. you're hitting some bars, then the then the bathroom That's, thing becomes more of a priority. It, yeah, if you add a couple other bees, then <laughs> if there was already the been other some bees, bees going on, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> buds, buds, and buds, bars. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are here, right here, right now, in this moment, talking about mm. the July third mm. mm. fish show. That took place on in 2012 on 2012 on 2012 um, the movie and we were probably at this point I don't know probably the still on the bus but the yeah. George Carlin show was probably over. still we were just out. or I bet we were watching because didn't we watch Zeppelin too maybe I bet we watched some of I know we watched Chappelle's show also yeah I remember watching a Chappelle show episode. I can't remember what else we what else we had, but the Carlin thing—we were just dying. We were just waking everybody up. It was it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it holds up. <laughs> it 
One of the lines was like, here's another group of people who should be strapped to a chair and hit with expensive <laughs> gardening equipment. Uh, anyway, rest in peace, George Carlin. Great, great, great comedian. And uh, But yes. we open this fish show with Skin It Back. Good God. Which is, which is good God. <laughs> good God, Lemon, which is a cover of Little Feet from their album Feet Don't Fail Me Now. A Dan and Kev college classic. Oh my gosh! Right, and um, we knew we would have known about it at that point too. That's the even crazier part, I believe. Right, is that? That's a good question. I wonder. I, I'm pretty sure that we had stumbled into Little Feet at this point. Year. Yeah, there were. Yeah, we we were kind of around it, but I don't know if we even knew that Fish had uh, ever done this or known anything about this at the time. So I definitely didn't know that. This is the first version they play of two in 2012. It is the first version that fish played since uh july 29th of 1988 which for those of you keeping track at home is 1417 shows so i'd say that qualifies as a bust out uh (laughs) i didn't give this my extra fins for some reason but i did give it all five yeah Uh, this is about as good as it gets for me i love openers in general like i'm usually like always i always love how they open a show and if they choose to do something that's you know a little off the beaten path like this or way off the beaten path like this i love the skin it back original the little feet song it's probably my favorite little feet song or right up there for me uh that's a whole other discussion but i mean this is about as great as it gets we got some good uh trey guitar coming out of it too in the in the solo um but just a really solidly played version great cover five fins yeah it's such a great cover um i completely agree with you on the five fins i think little feet is uh they're not as um people don't talk about them in relation to fish as much as they could or should because as you know the uh there's that time when you're listening to Little Feet and you just kind of get those vibes where you're like, this kind of sounds like Fish. And uh, I think that Fish drew more jamming style inspiration probably from the likes of Little Feet than they do from The Grateful Dead, which is why one of the reasons that the comparison drives me nuts unless I'm doing it in a very funny and facetious <laughs> way. Unless uh, it's a bit on this podcast. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Five Fins seems completely necessary and yeah it's a really good they just sound so good when they're doing it you know i mean the singing of little feet is a little bit better than the fish version but that's the only difference you know yeah and there's yeah there there's the uh said that the little uh conga like uh what you got like bongo oh intro, yeah 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 too which is really cool on the original but yeah mike singing is actually pretty good i i feel yeah. like um I was thinking about that. Uh, I know in the period when Trey was not <laughs> at UVM uh, for reasons that I think are, are relatively infamous at this point, uh, <laughs> that Mike and uh, Fishman were in a band called the Dangerous Grapes, which I think is potentially the worst Ooh. band name of all time. But Well, speak, yeah, I agree uh, to disagree. <laughs> and it mentioned, this is coming from the Pete, uh, sorry, the Park Peter Bow documentary or uh, biography about them. I'm never sure how to say that guy's name. Park Peter Putterbow. Uh, 
his book about the biography of fish mentions that and it says that uh, they played little feet covers and almond brothers covers so you know that the rhythm section of fish was pretty well versed in that like i said they played it in the 80s right and this was just one of like we say a lot of covers and kind of rarity covers coming out in this run and in 2012 in general kind of interesting i wonder if some of this was kind of road testing songs to see which ones uh, they were going to play more going forward. It's probably worth mentioning also that they covered Waiting for Columbus for the 2011 New Year's show. But it's not on Waiting for Columbus, right? It's not on Waiting for Columbus. That's yeah. true. But there was a, uh, you know, there was Little Feet was, was I guess, around in their in their uh, their psyche. <laughs> but <laughs> they only played it these two times in 2012 and then three times since, which actually I, I had forgotten that they played it in 2018 as well. Uh, so Yo, it, well, that's I the guess, thing about Little Feet, right, is that it's just sometimes it's so easy to slip from your mind. This guy with the jokes. <laughs> and then you just find yourself going, you know, a Little Feet, I'm missing you. And uh, it's, you know, you, you get out of bed and on your way down the stairs, it's you just listen around and you kind of hear some splashing from that fat man in a bathtub and you yep. see your dog and you're like, hey, Julia. <laughs> uh, and then there's just, some old folks boogieing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's a, it's a great cover of a great band. And I love it as the opening track. It's like. It's so yeah. much even better that it's the opener in some ways, but we do get to some uh, some more covers, a lot, a bunch coming They're, up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but next up is the Fish original Possum. Possum. Randy's favorite song. This is yes. the. Uh, we're just gonna keep that going. I've decided. There's. It's, it's never gonna die. It's the truth. It's the it's, truth. It's not. Uh, it's the, it is now. This is the, <laughs> <laughs> this is the seventh version out of 13 they played in 2012. Wow. Uh, there's Skin It Back teases the beginning from Trey. Yeah, which is amazing, too, when they do the tease, when Trey does the tease, and then Mike like follows up that line with an, a line of yes. his own. Oh, God. It's a very strong Mike show. I'm sure we're going to hit that a couple of times. There's, Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on from Mike in this show, including that little playoff of him. In terms of the version of Possum in general, it's pretty good. Um, yep. Yeah, just kind of slots in here nicely. I gave it three fins. Oh. Oh, wow. I gave it a four. Now I'm I'm reassessing my strategy. Yeah, here. see, this, um, there's two things I'm going to mention. I'm going to just mention this really quick. I'm, after the first set, I'm going to bring up a whole thing about the the fin ranking i'm gonna just i'm gonna add a little wrinkle to the fin ranking I, you know what it is i do but, uh our listeners do not but i was like i was gonna explain it at the beginning but i'm like actually it's actually easier if we have just a little bit of a <laughs> sample of size to work on yeah. yeah so uh yeah i just again i i look at three as average i feel like this is a pretty average version of possum outside of the the skin it back teases but i'm not against it but I, I'm no. definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna underfin you on a lot of songs. One song in particular I know is gonna be a there's gonna be an argument. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm ready for it then. Yeah. <laughs> you might even know what it is, I don't know. Um I have theories. Did you have anything else on Possum outside of just you know No, it's a pretty clean version of the song, you know. Pretty standard. So nothing fresh crazy. And so clean, clean. Yes, yes. Un unlike the next one. That <laughs> <laughs> unlike the next one, uh, which is tube great lyrics by jonathan b fishman this is the fourth version out of nine they did in 2012 huh. so trying to avoid the obvious thing of comparing everything they did then to now 
Yeah. It's really shocking. First of all, how short this is. But second of all, how quickly Fishman is ready to get back to the to the blues <laughs> ending, which it, which even throws off the other band members because Trey is clearly like what, and they keep this. So there's this kind of quantum <laughs> zone between the two jams where Trey and Paige and Mike are still sort of doing the regular funky tube part, but Fishman's playing the blues thing, so. I actually really liked that aspect of it, even though it's yeah. a total screw up. It kind of—it's just funny because it's just sort of like, oh, there's a mo- there's just a random moment you wouldn't have thought. talking about versions of tube i mean i made the mistake potential mistake of listening to the 2021 version mm. from from uh whatever the last part was it from vegas the last time they played it but uh yeah i mean the difference in the jamming style is is pretty uh pronounced uh and it's just it's just crazy like how short it was then compared to where where it has gone but uh, i kind of like the like little quantum zone thing so I gave it a little extra finish. So uh, I went with a three point two. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, you're hurting my feelings, and we're only two songs in. <laughs> or three songs. In. I gave it. Uh, There's gonna be four. a major problem later. Oh I'm boy. Just... Oh boy. Yeah, I'm I sorry. Um, <laughs> so I I went with a four. The intro obviously was like you were saying. It's kind of a a bit of a push. And you're going, whoa, so come on, guys. Let's all pull it together here. Even though Leo is on the whole time. Paige is just in it yep. the whole time um, from start to finish. Uh, I really liked how it clicked in the second half, so I gave it a four. Plus, it's just I just love it as a song. You know what I mean? Asteroids crashed, nothing burned, made me wonder. Like, that's just such a great intro. Yeah. It's a great intro. And it has a perfect setup for dancing. You know what I mean? Like, that pause. You get to like brace yourself, space yourself, and then start your leg movements as soon as the. the <laughs> yeah, I'm not. The, the I'm not against it. I'm not. I'm not against it. But uh, well, it sounds like, like you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, this is a pretty. Uh, it, this is like about. It is a as pretty like, average. Yeah, uh, like maybe even slightly under average. Yeah, I'm it's it's honest. probably. I kind of only bumped it a little bit because I sort of liked the funny quantum zone thing, but it was kind of a, it was like a three ish in my mind. So, uh, the next song we hit mm-hmm. is not going to be one that I disappoint you with. Hopefully. Okay. Uh, the next song is happiness is a warm gun. Wow. Is it really man? The imagine being there for that one. This is the, First of on, of only one performance of it. Oh, <laughs> oh, is it? What about what about overall? It is the first. Uh, is the second of two performances. Oh, of oh, it really? Overall. Only yep. two times ever, huh? Yep. Wow. And uh, <laughs> the other one took place uh, in the Glens Falls Civic Center uh, for the uh, Halloween. 1994 show in which they played the White Album in its entirety. Um. <laughs> Wow. This is a cover That's amazing. By that is amazing. The band The it. Beatless, who we have mentioned the, before. 
And I wrote yeah. down, I had to do some research on this because I didn't really know a lot about them. So I wrote down, so they were a, <laughs> they're a British band. They were around in the 60s. Okay. And uh, I wrote down the, uh, the band Jeez. members' names. Okay. Yeah. Just so Lay that we me. can, yeah. So uh, Yeah, I need to know. So the this is uh, the band that sings the the song that we're talking. Hap- happiness is a a warm bun. Happiness right? is, is a that... warm bun. Yeah, this gotcha. Is that. And uh, it was on the beige album. And this is so the uh, the <laughs> the guitar player's name is uh, or and one of the singers is James Lemon. Which so that's he sounds like a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, or maybe the, he's sour. Oh, yeah, oh see. <laughs> and then. Uh, the bass player, I also guess, like wrote some of the songs and stuff. Okay, uh, P- Peter McGinty. So nice. Um, it's yeah. unusual for a bass player to write songs too, and you know, and so that's sang that's impressive. And stuff, so it's kind on, of interesting. On his part. Wow. Yeah, they had like a, Sting. Yeah, I think he was a lot like Sting. You know, and he sounds like Peter McGinty. I mean, it sounds like kind of a similar guy. Uh, the guitar player was named. Uh, uh, the lead guitarist was uh, Jorge Hendrickson, which I think is an interesting name. Oh it's yeah, kind of absolutely. Because like, yeah, Spanish, but also yeah. Swedish, kind of. Yeah, it's it's yeah. A, an interesting combination, something that you wouldn't expect in uh, just pro- post-war England at that time, I guess. Before, yeah. uh, I wonder where Jorge, you know, went to school and stuff. Like how that all how that all unfolded. But um, yeah, I mean, it was the '60s, so I'm sure that they they maybe went to school near each other or something. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> their their drummer's name is Richard Starkey, but he went by Ringo. So that's interesting, I thought. Um, by the way, folks, uh, I would so love to get angry emails, and you actually now can send them to our email address, fivefinsmailbag at gmail.com. P-H-I-V-E-P-H-I-N-S mailbag at gmail.com. Much like this podcast, we joked about it, and now it went from being a joke to being a reality. Nothing. We take our jokes very seriously. Yeah, the train has left the station with this joke, so now there actually shoot, is a shoot. five fins mailbag at gmail.com. That, that we would red love to hear stream, from that, you. Yes, it has that no red steam liner. So it's it's rolling. You know what I mean? It's going it's going down <laughs> uh, on fire. No, um happiness there's, is there's two man. trains. There's I would two just trains. Yeah. One one is this podcast, the other is our, our inbox. <laughs> <laughs> I would so love for our only emails to be people who are like, these guys don't know anything. Did, did you hear what they said? <laughs> um, no, I. so I gave Happiness is a Warm Gun uh, my extra fin the first set one. Wow. Um, and here's kind of, And here's kind of my reasoning for it, which is okay. that um, I thought that in terms of being – uh, you know, I mean, it's just a normal performance of the song, really. And actually, there's a couple screw-ups, including yes. the fact that, like, Trey, like, um, he says, what is it? Put my f- your finger, my yeah. finger on your Put trigger. It. And then uh, the one your, that bugs yeah. me is at the end, the backup vocals, instead of it being like, ending with that, is a warm gun, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just say bang, just bang, ends. shoot, shoot again. Yeah. So they kind of screwed that up. But I just, every single time I listened to this, I just loved it. I love them playing the song. It's it's such a weirdly perfect fit. And I really, really love the, I think in the, on the White Album version, uh, James Lemon <laughs> plays. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I think, I, I think that's 
somebody playing a slide, right? I think at, like it's actually a slide guitar on the album, but when Trey does it, he kind of just plays it like in that style, but he it's oh, such wow, a yeah. great perfect moment. That. And I just every time I went back to listen to the set, I couldn't wait to get to this. So then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it. So, uh happiness is a warm gun. It gets my extra fins for set 1. Nice. I I gave it a 4. Um mm. Yeah, my reasoning just being that it it's not they do so many other good covers, right? And wow, you didn't I, like it. I, it's not that I don't like it, right? No, Cuz it's I can obviously hear that. I can it's, hear it's, it in your voice. It's the it's it's Fish playing the Beatles, which is a, it should be an amazing thing. It's not as good. It, the, I, this is not. Oh man, I'm walking myself into a corner. I feel like I'm backing away into a corner, and there's like shadows <laughs> closing in on me, and I'm just like, "What am I saying?" Yeah. For you. Um. It is five fins mailbag at gmail.com. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I um this the Beatles are you got to be careful with that, right? Like. Got to pick the right I ones. I guess so, but this is actually. I should I say that, that they, they really this, do. Um, I feel like the intro is not as good. The, but, I don't know. Yeah, I'm second guessing myself now. The because uh, it's just so great to hear them play. It in general, I think I just like the original version so much. Yeah, that I it's hear hard that. for me to. Yeah, I just I love it so much. And uh, as far as covers of that song as well as the Across the Universe version is really good also. That version's pretty great. I was also going to highlight the Breeders version on the album Pod. That oh, man. Yeah, that, that version is like where, yeah, they're both so dark. Oh, I love the Breeders one too. Yeah. Um, and we would assume probably Trey does, right? They've done Cannonball. I, he, but he, yeah, he definitely owned Pod, I'm sure. I, I could see Trey owning Pod on CD. Um, but I love when you do Beatles that thing where you, yeah, you turn up the version of Happiness is a Warm Gun on Pod, and you're like, I can't yeah. hear it. And then they're just like, Whoops. gotcha. <laughs> Sneak attack. Um, but yeah, I went I, with Four Fins. I, um, that surprises I will me. Say, I really thought you would at least, I, I didn't think you would go um, extra, I, but I thought you would go five. Just on yeah, the basis I, of I, it being around. Well, I, I apparently did rate it as a 4.3 at first. I changed it <laughs> later due to oh, okay. the uh, okay. me trying to get more fins back due to the thing that we will talk about. Um, yes, yeah. But the the ex, the explosiveness of the original song kind of wasn't as much there in that. And Yeah, true. But I can imagine that if I was there, I would be going completely insane with overjoyed happiness i mean how wouldn't you right i don't know yeah i just feel like it's i see what you're saying it's just sort of like to me there's something about the way that they can that they actually they pull this off in a way that i think is very difficult yeah like and it's not the type of song where you know like when they try to do like a uh, you know, like a stairway to heaven or something like kind of half-heartedly even, you know, there's that show where they do like a bunch of Zeppelin covers and stuff. And it's like, yeah, they, you know, if they don't well. like the highway to hell and stuff where it's like, I like it because it's kind of like, Oh, it's like, they're almost like doing it in a campy kind of way. Yeah, sure. But 
with this is like the song is kind of weird enough and they can kind of the each each part that i feel like they can kind of nail pretty well i don't know and i actually thought the backup harmonies were good except for that like last line they just say bang bang shoot shoot again but i don't know i was in on it part of it is also for me and this is maybe where it's going to be a struggle from here on out is that i just was like this set is is fine to me yeah uh but it didn't not a lot of it including especially the originals uh the fish originals didn't really do it for me in this uh in this first set weirdly um i mean obviously it's fish and i and i love it and again three is average i'm just gonna bring that up again <laughs> three is an average score out of if you're doing one through five three is an average score i said it a couple times you can find out more about that if you email us at five fins <laughs> mailbag no i'll stop um so uh, next up we have mike's groove uh it is the <laughs> traditional version of mike's groove mike's song into i am hydrogen into weekapod groove you said the traditional version of of mike's groove yes uh would you be able to tell me when the very first time they did that was Whoa. oh sneak attack mm, god i get better every time we need a i need a sneak attack we need a sneak attack uh like the Darien. Darien. sneak attack Ooh, god it gets better, better every time. time uh let me see because they did, I know they did Mike's song. Uh, I'm going to say 89. Ooh, close. It's 88. Damn. Um, it. Okay. The first official time that they do the whole groove as Mike's Hydrogen Weekapog is at Pete's Fabulous Fish oh, Fest. Oh, yeah. Pete's Fabulous Fish Fest. Um, I was looking up that stuff That's about a that I've a heard. little bit. So yeah. that was pretty neat. Um, they do a curtain with. They do a really good version of curtain with at that. An thing. interesting thing about that is that there actually are two songs from the show that we are discussing today. One of them we haven't brought up yet, but it's a surprise. It's like kind of surprising that it's a cover. So it's kind of surprising that they would have played it back then as well. Um, oh, yeah. And they also did a I little theme song on that night as well. They did a, uh, On Your Way Down. So, and then oh, Possum as well, which is uh, it's kind of crazy to me, you know? Just the, yeah. the span of time, and then you can get these random things that line up. And, you know, the whole time they're playing new music as well, which is something very important to point out about Fish, is that you get the new songs, which are good, and you get the classics, which are also good. Well, I love yeah, um, I've heard that. Show and it's also the very it. first week of Pod Groove, right? Because I know I've heard shows where they do like I remember there's a Nectar show that I downloaded a while ago that had like the um, that had I Am Hydrogen as a standalone song, and I think they did Mike's as a standalone mm, song. Yes, and then they I think they fused it all together during the Oki Pa thing where they drank the Ooh, marijuana nice. chocolate. Yeah, that um, sounds like a great time. Oh man, to be a fly on the wall for that, right? Because that was like almost Cy- it was like a private version of Cypress too, right? Like they stayed up like all night, I think, pretty much like playing and getting stoned off of hot chocolate. <laughs> um, so for Mike's roof, uh, three point two, three point two, three point six for my scores, and I'm just gonna <sighs> duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good thing you did, because boy, I threw that hard. Uh, I like, uh, I like uh, the Mike's like Mike. song itself yeah. was like okay. I gave that a four point two, so you were wrong about that one for starters. Um, the best part about the Mike's groove though actually happens before it starts on the tape. 
you oh. can hear a, a woman yell very audibly, Mike, have my babies. <laughs> and I just thought that was amazing. Yeah, so that set the, the guy, mood for me on that one. <laughs> I heard the guy yell, keep busting it out after uh, happiness is a warm gun, which maybe just out of spite to that guy, they've never done it again. Because <laughs> uh, he's, he's yelling. Did we mention this at the beginning? Can, what is no. he? There, you can. This is more on the soundboard, or I have. I didn't hear the audience tape, but it's very clear on the soundboard. So maybe I don't know. But you can. He's the guy yelling at the very, very beginning before they start skinning it back. He's swearing. He's. I can understand that he said he's saying motherfucking something, but I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> it's like freedom. Imagine uh, how loud he must be yelling too, because. Yeah, or like in the right place, like by wherever the audience microphones are or something. But you hear him throughout the show, but uh Chomping. Chomping. There's some there's some chomp there was a it seems like a pretty wild crowd that night. I can't Yeah. I, I the ne- I mean I remember the next night pretty well, but I don't remember it being super rowdy like that or anything, but uh anyway. Yeah, the mics was pretty good, like you said. Uh, look, the week about groove is always awesome. I I bumped it extra like a few point extra fins because I, I just, uh, okay did, did did you go oh ahead oh my gosh did you go oh extra on this I gave extra yeah my okay. my my extra fins were a combined on I am hydrogen and Weekapog because as you know I am hydrogen um my favorite fish song I think that's the fifth time I have claimed that about a song and I stand by every single one of those um and it is the perfect thing to combine the two songs now i know that's a semi-controversial take because simple obviously fits very well also um yeah but it just for me there's nothing better than going to that spacey beautiful area of fishdom and then coming out of it in such a heavy speedy song like week and i felt like this one started really strong and then it just kept going. Like... complaint that i have about modern weekapog grooves is that 3.0 grooves is that they are not long enough that's my only complaint i want like a 15 minute version every single time yeah they went crazy with it at um, in uh in vegas there that was like a yes. insane version yes. yeah I, I i think yeah it's i probably ranked it too low but the thing yes. of it is like sort of <laughs> it's it's a lot of far, this yeah. set feels to me like it's it's really good. Don't get me wrong. It's fish. Fish is pizza. Most of it, even the bad stuff, is really good. But it's just sort of like, to me, it's like there's 
I feel like it's better. It, it, the, everything they do kind of now is better than what they were doing then in like in jamming terms. Like I think they just sort of mesh better. There, there's certain, there's certain elements of this, particularly when we get to the second set, there were actually things where I thought, you know, this is actually something they did in 2012 really well that now they don't do. But in terms of stuff like this, I just feel like there's some really amazing fiery versions of this. Like I even think the version we heard from 2016, I kind of liked a little bit more. I don't know. Maybe I'm just giving it short shrift because it really is amazing every time. Shout out to our friend Josh Clark, who once said, my favorite fish song is Weekapod Groove. And I'm like, that's a really smart choice because it's always really good yeah as i think about it we were talking about the concept of the automatic four i think i almost it should be like automatic four or maybe extra but maybe i should never rank it below that so retrospect retroactively but no you know what i'm not going to do it because it's going to throw up my math but uh (laughs) well i accept your apology anyway But no, I mean, I, I would still say this that there's there's better versions of this that are in the same style too. Right. I feel. So I'm I'm confident in my it, ranking. And it, it definitely of I would say that in um in the in the in the entirety of the set, uh Weekabog, the groove itself, the Mike's groove, probably stands out more than the rest of it, I would say, as far as um jammy fish stuff goes yeah it's in my mind it's always sort of analogous to um not to (laughs) only make uh grateful dead comparisons but that's what we're here for well (laughs) and and this is for real this isn't a joke but um is uh help on the way slipknot franklin's tower i mean hydrogen is very different than slipknot because Basically, it's like it, it would be like if Slipknot was the end of Mike's song, you know, that's where the right. jam is. And then, yeah, Weekapod Groove has this sort of same thing to me as uh, Franklin's Tower, where it's kind of like it's always great because it's always this kind of like release from the sort yeah. of tight knit, you know, like the dark, dark opener sort of and then the sort of tight knit composed thing. And then this just sort of like happy release. And, yes, you know, so. It's almost hard to separate it out from that feeling as an individual like performance of a song. You know what I'm saying? I like do. When, yeah, like when Frank, when uh, they would, the Dead would occasionally do that, where they would do Franklin, or not even occasionally, they started to do that a lot, where they would do Franklin's Tower by itself, and it always kind of like lacks the thing that I like most about it in a way when they do it that way, even though I still like the song. Um, and I think it's hydrogen, or uh, I think uh, Weekapog is the same for me. Where like the few times they've done it without it being after those things, like it, it came out of a jam recently, and that would that that's cool. Like I'm okay with that. But if they just do it as a standalone, it feels weird. Like it needs to be kind of attached to it. But I don't know. Maybe that's just my own weird uh, malfunction. No, uh, I like it. <laughs> I like the description. The next. I'm going to lump the next three tracks together, but absolutely feel free to expand on them. But just in the interest of sort of time and energy, uh, we have Haley's Comet, Axilla, part one, and Yamar. I enjoy all three of these songs, and they are played pretty well. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say, and I gave each of them a three, and I know you're going to be mad at me, oh, but I don't know goodness. what else to what do. What is going on today? I am, <laughs> I'm getting flustered now. I I went oh, it's, four. It's going to get 
a oh lot worse gosh. really quick. <laughs> this is okay. 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 <laughs> Uh, I went with a four for Haley. The last episode, we're not gonna make yeah, it episode it's ten. Gonna, there's gonna be fighting and stuff. There's, uh, you just hear noises on the microphone. Lots of yeah. I uh, I gave Haley's a four. Um, things I would say about it are lots of spaghetti, and I decided that um, that is going to be a new term that I use to describe when their voices line up perfectly. Ooh, um, okay. See, I like that. Yeah. Um, I just want to say I love fake meatballs. I also like real ones when they are homemade, but. You know, I'll take the fake ones as well. I like them. And uh, Axilla, I gave a four and a half because it makes me so happy. It's a little fast for 2012, right? Isn't it? Isn't it kind of got some pep to it? Um, Yeah, I think they usually did it kind of around that pace, 2011, 2012. I mean, it really started to slow down more. Yeah, beginning. We did one from that was pretty slow. Where was that? 2016, I think. Yeah. So it kind of, yeah, it, it, uh, some of them began to slow down around, like, the late 14, 15 range, like, ACDC bag. <laughs> like gotcha. Got a lot slower, and um, Exila is kind of one. Yeah, and so for then Yamar, I gave it a 4.2. I just, I love all of those songs so much, and they are pretty average. Yamar is pretty short, and especially compared to the some of the versions that we have just recently listened to, um... It doesn't quite hold a candle, but uh, I still love it, so I gave it a 4.2. I think I've just... I don't know if I'm being too nice to these songs or if I'm just doing the strategy wrong. This is... I'm so I'm so confused. I'm very flustered right now. Well, we can talk about what, what we're going to do with the Finn thing, but I did... The way I did it was the I ranked these the same way I've ranked every other show. <gasps> now I'm hurt. Uh, I mean... All right. All right, that's fine. We're, that's we're fine. Not, we're not always here to agree with. This is important. This is this is good. Content. This is good quality. This is good. I just hope it this doesn't is, affect like, our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Lincoln Douglas debates of <laughs> of obscure 2012 fish performances. No, I mean on a scale of one to five, three is average. <laughs> and if I just feel like it's a, this is a pretty average stretch of a show, and 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 I, not to not to mention or belittle the fact that. I'm gonna be handing out fins like there's no tomorrow come set too. I was well, surprised. I can see that now. I I I I can see, see where you're I'm going. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if we actually lined this whole uh, math thing up wrong. But I'm gonna keep it all in anyway because you know what? It's pretty. It's funny. perfect. Because I'm wondering if you're doing it differently than I am. But we'll, we'll see how. It goes. That would be even better though. It, it, we'll see how it goes because okay, but we're we have an important conversation. Did to you right did now. you the at next least track? Oh boy. Is Joy from okay. the album of the same title by yep. Fish. Dan, what did you give Joy? I gave Joy a five because it's a perfect song and it makes me cry. <laughs> what did you give Joy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I gave Joy. A- <laughs> <laughs> I gave Joy extra fans. Nice. Uh, oh no! I oh, did not. oh you son of a bitch! You gave, son, you lied to me. I gave Joy. <laughs> okay, I gave Joy a two point eight, and here's my oh. only reason. Okay, <laughs> hear me out. <laughs> the line just goes dead. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> um, I gave Joy. Uh, so, so if you do, you hear that. Do you hear that siren that's coming in the back? Do you hear, wait, hold up. 
Well, oh, it's the placement police. Oh, no, <laughs> no not I the mean... placement <laughs> Okay, I mean, <laughs> I have... I have sort of a serious point on this, though. I, the performance <laughs> of the song is fine, and I like Joy a lot, and I really vibed on it when we saw it at Hershey. I have to admit, that was like I an cried. amazing moment in that show. I almost did, but I'm too emotionally <laughs> blocked up to. No, but this placement is really bad, and here would be sort of my more highfalutin beard strokey critical way to look at it is that one of the reasons that I actually like the fish ballads, whereas other people I think uh, as we both agree are too eager to dismiss them yes, is the fact that when you go to a fish show, one of the things that can blow me away and blow everybody away in the audience and why they're there is that you can be emotionally moved by a song about Uncle Ebenezer in a freezer. You know what I mean? Like you can actually <laughs> be drawn into this world in a way that you can actually understand the emotional importance of a 25 minute jam. And I think it's really cool <laughs> that they are able to do that because, and the people who kind of don't get it or don't like it, this is like obviously the normal like stumbling block for this. Right. Uh, but when they just play a song like Joy kind of out of context in a verse set, it doesn't it weakens the importance of what the song can be to me. Because if they're gonna jam for a really long time and then get to this moment, then it's like the moment is perfect. But they just kinda just throw it randomly in a first set and I just I wasn't feeling it placement wise. But the performance of it is fine. It's average. But I, I dinged it for the placement, and I'm sorry. And I knew this was going to happen. I actually <laughs> thought it, I actually thought you might give it your extra fin. So I um, considered it because, like I said, the first set kind of is just a normal, mostly normal set. Oh gosh! Well, it's wow. going to get easier from here, I think. Well, Ryan, thank goodness. Soon. I'm uh, sure that we probably agree with what happened with the rest of it. Oh man. It's uh, just so beautiful. I love it every time. Okay, not the rest of it. But it's going to get easier in the second set. <laughs> it's going to get easier. <laughs> One song I like very much is a cover that Fish does of okay. the band ZZ Top. Yo, oh, Legs? <laughs> I wonder if they've ever, have they ever done that? Have they ever done um, Sharp Dress Man? Uh, oh, they've had to have done that, right? Seems like something that would have come up in a jam at some point. Um Jesus just left Chicago. Where'd he go? Headed down to New Orleans. Nice. Have you ever seen the uh, ZZ Top storytellers? That's a thing. No, I don't Uh, think so. They talk about Jesus just left Chicago and that, and it's like a radio station that they used to get. Are they like Fish's version of this song is pretty awesome. I like their, I like, I like ZZ Top a whole bunch. Um, A lot. This is the only performance of it in 2012. Oh, they've played four versions since then, so it's a rarity. Huh? No um, way. Yeah, it was a lot less rare for a while, and then has kind of become increasingly rare. Unfortunately, um, I really love this song. Uh, in general, I like the ZZ Top version, and I love the Fish cover. It's. A really cool blues cover that isn't as like straightforward and normal as Funky Bitch and My Soul. And I mean, I like those songs too, but those are more just kind of straightforward, almost like bar bandy blues rock. But 
this is like that kind of slower, more plotting version of it. I love Paige's like vocals on this song always. And the moment where they build up to the big peak during Trey's solo and then drop out. Yeah. That they've been pulling since like the late eighties. <laughs> it's like, yeah, still got it guys. Um, yeah, kind of adds to the sort of the covery, somewhat bar bandy, and I mean that in a good way, element of this set. But I really dug Jesus Just Left Chicago, and I bet I outfinned you, <laughs> which is hilarious, considering you what's going did. on. I gave it a 4.4. 4. Yep, you did. I gave it a 4. Um, here's, I guess I my only crux with this is a bit of a placement police thing, because I feel like... It'd be perfect to do in Chicago. Had they just played in Chicago before? Um, Feel like, and hear me out, I think, what if they did a Jimmy Buffett cover in place? Because it's Jones Beach, Jimmy Buffett, Jones Beach, (laughs) synonymous with each other. I'm sure they could even get the guy to come up and sing a song with them. That would be super fun. Not even like Margaritaville or any of those. You could just do, I don't know, Biloxi or... Another song that nobody who is listening to this would know because... What do you think the Parrothead, Fishhead crossover audience, I mean, besides yourself... I mean, there has to be a Besides pretty, me. Has to be a hmm. pretty large... Uh, or, I or, mean, I, don't know. I imagine that probably the same number. It's like the umbrella of the church of, of uh, our Lord uh, kind of falls around those, those the, the Dave. people where the overlaps, yeah. Dave Matthews and praise be to Dave. Um, <laughs> we don't have time to explain. We just there's not there that that's gonna be like a two parter. That's a. That's a that's I'll write it all. I'll have it all. We're gonna get a lot of ma- We're gonna get a lot of <laughs> email. Now. At least yeah, um, hey, at least they're emailing us, right? Um, but yeah, I didn't. I do. I do love that build up though. Like you were talking about, it's it's one of those things too where when you're there, it like sucks the wind out of you. Like you feel the absence of sound come out of that huge buildup and it's super cool. But um, I, I just gave it a four. I wonder if it's one that they associate with their early days too, because they did play it a lot in the eighties. Um, and I, and I don't know if that maybe it's maybe one like that they did at that time that just kind of, they don't you know, like shaggy dog or something <laughs> where they just like, they, <laughs> they could still do it, but they just kind of, do, they choose not to, but I don't know. I mean, it is late in the set. I agree with you on that, but this is one of the sets where they're playing a lot of songs. So I think they're just trying to kind of uh, sort of build the energy back up, but not quickly and uh, so quickly that it's going to, uh, you know, end the set prematurely. You know, they don't want to play something and then have to end the set again. So this kind yeah. of kind of sits right in the middle there. But I'm I just really like them doing this song, and I wish they did it more. That's part of the reason I ranked it higher. <laughs> just like, come on, guys, bring it back. I actually um, thought that they played it more than uh, the numbers that you said, so I, uh, I'll agree with that. They should play it more. I would take it like if they wanted to play two less versions of Possum. Possum, yes, good idea, good point. And put in two more Jesus Just Left Chicago's. Who says no to that, honestly? Not me. I don't think there's a lot maybe, of fish fans Maybe Randy. Would. Maybe Randy. Yeah, I mean, he's he can never get enough Possum. <laughs> <laughs> he wants more. Um, oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, the last two are backwards down the number line and Golgi apparatus. Dan, what did you give backwards down the number line, and what I did gave you it give a, Golgi a Darian, I gave backwards down the number line a Darian stamp of approval. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I gave it a four and a half just out of sheer happiness of hearing it. And it is pretty good for like the rest of the set compared to like the rest of the set. It is um I yeah, gave it four and a half though. And then I gave Golgi I gave Golgi a uh four because it's a standard um you know. Although I think it is a little sloppy, right? So I maybe I should have dinged it. I probably should have dinged it down to like a three and a half because they don't execute it perfectly and I feel like it's an auto four generally. Now disappoint me. Uh yeah, I mean I will a little bit. Uh I bumped number line point three, but I gave both of them a three, so three point three and three. Um, I bumped number line because of the thing you're saying, though. I thought it was a little yeah. bit more. Uh, there's a little bit extra sauce on it for an average version. Um, Golgi, I wanted to point out. I love when the, and it's not even an ironic love. Look, I really, actually, honestly love how there's versions where they start out that first chord. And it is just a complete train wreck. <laughs> like all yeah. four of all four of them are start at the at a different time. It's like <laughs> but I look into, I look the, into the box. <laughs> <laughs> I look into the Fishman's, so Fishman's like, oh wait, should I? But it's honestly, it's amazing how quickly they can snap back. Like you and they I are, yeah. bands, like it's like you know, you everybody has that moment in a band where you're like, okay, it, we're one, two, and then so, still somehow everybody's off. Right. Like, I feel like, like they always get back together by um, b- the uh, yeah, Golgio was Gol- me. Gol- Golgio was, Gol- was me. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw you. Oh, I didn't mention this is the sixth of thirteen versions they did of Numberline getting a lot of number lines in 2012 Ooh, and then uh i'm fine third of five versions of gold gold g uh I, yeah so i'm not sure have we talked about gold g apparatus on the podcast I think we, before yeah we must have for lemon wheel right yes that's right but it was kind of toward the end right right i, I always think the uh, composed section is actually weirdly underrated in gold g apparatus because it's kind of like when you start the song you're thinking about the I saw you part at the end, but then I really yeah. do love the it's like one of the more almost like catchy little composed parts. I think he's written Mr. Ernesto Anastasio the third. Yeah. No, I like this. I like this as a set closer, Um, but it was, it was, it was pretty average. I thought, but it, I just, yeah, it's fine. Um, and unless you had anything to add, I think we need to get into our little thing here. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Okay. So the reason I did we did this after the first set to have a little bit of a, is to have a little bit of a sample size. So if you look at the amount of fins I gave out, if you were to add them all up in this set, it equals 49 fins. Now... Usually, what do we do, Dan? We just we just move on. Yep. And there's all these fins we didn't give out, and what are they doing? Nothing. No good. They're no just good for out. no one. So, if you look at, they played 14 songs in the first set. If you were to come t- say five fins for each of those songs, that would be 70 fins. So that means I have 21 fins I haven't used. <laughs> they're just they're just sitting there. So, I'm going to add fins to songs that I gave five or extra fins to. And here's my rationale for doing this. 
when we did the last episode, the lemon wheel one, which by the way, it seems like people listen to, which is awesome. So tell your friends about the show and stuff if you like it. And now we're going to complicate it and lose all our fans. But <laughs> my, my thought process was when we give out extra fins for a uh, per set, it's usually kind of like a set highlight, right? Like the thing we think is the highlight of the set. But then there's other things yes. we agree that get five out of five. And then in the lemon wheel episode, you were giving out more fins kind of as a bit, but there was I a reason will. because it was still, it was, yeah. And it, you felt that it was actually justified. So I got to thinking, well, instead we, let's just do the show the way we normally do it. But then at the end, we can throw on bonus fins from the ones we haven't used and <laughs> we can just keep those fins. So I got 21 fins. I can use them whenever I want. It doesn't have to be the next set. It could be the next show. It could be 10 years from now. We don't know. <laughs> so I wanted to add this wrinkle just for fun and also to see like the disparity between your and our fin rankings over time. Um, I just thought that would be funny. So like I said, I have 21 fins that I haven't used. So like, for example, I gave Golgi apparatus a three. That means there's two I didn't use, you know? So when you add all of those up, there's 21 fins. I think, I think the idea is pretty, pretty understandable, right? Um, well, I would say 21 is far too many extras to have lying around. <laughs> no, we're that's trying to, that's I'm what I would the, take here. I'm saying the concept for our listeners is, 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 is it too, is it too confusing? I don't it think is more so. Math, I think you've but... explained it well. So I added for an context. Extra one. I only had um five yeah. or what did I have? I had six point. I had six point eight fins left over. Left over. Okay. Six point four. I had six point four fins left over. Seven point four <laughs> actually. Seven point four fins left over that I didn't hand out in the first set versus your twenty one, sir. Twenty one fins. It was a lot. Um, <laughs> it was more than I thought, but I threw on. Some extra. So I gave happiness as a warm gun an extra fin. So that goes up from five to six. And I gave skin and back two extra fins. So now that ends up with a total of seven. Uh, So now I am down to 19 fins. Uh, Did you add any? I did. I went and gave, uh, I gave hydrogen 0.4 fins extra. So that was a 5.4. And then I gave Weekapog two extra fins to bring it up to seven and i'm banking the other five the other left five over. okay yes. so you have five left over i have 19 left over <laughs> so we're pretty much even uh yep <laughs> but i wanted to do this also because i realized there's going to be shows too that we do in the future where say there's like five song second sets and most of them are basically five fins but I yeah. don't want to give some then, – then we can go and I can be like, oh, you know, this one actually gets eight and this gets nine. <laughs> you know, we can uh, we can complicate the hell out of this thing. But the flow of the show is going to remain the same. Uh, you and I are both going to pick one extra fin selection for the set, and then we can retroactively go back and, and add stuff. I think it's uh, I think it's a fun wrinkle. Yeah, I'm, it's nice. And fun. there's nothing to stop me from lying about how many I have left in the future anyway, so – Oh, I might keep track. I might start a oh. whole uh, spreadsheet, but I probably won't because I don't know how to do that really. Well, I can, could probably figure it out. But uh, so now that uh, everyone in our audience is like that Zach Galifianakis gif with the numbers, uh, yeah, we're gonna take a break so you can uh, bust out your calculators and figure out how I did this wrong. Get your abacuses. 
while <laughs> listening to Abacab by Genesis. Exactly. So, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> let's just pretend that didn't happen. And then we're going to take a break and we're going to come back for set two from July 3rd, 2012 at Jones Beach. And it's the band Fish. How's that sound, Dan? That sounds good. We're going to have a little argument on set break, and then we'll be back for set two. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're, no, I we're not coming course. back. We're not coming back for set two. It's been a good podcast. See you later. <laughs> fins everybody uh kev will be sitting out this set because of a uh, concussion protocol um <laughs> i'm just kidding of course just kidding if i just came back and it's like and i'm kev it's a totally different guy he's been replaced uh, to the new kev, <laughs> yeah. kev, kev is giving course. out more fins he doesn't let this red <laughs> dot on his forehead to become something like um you just have a gun train on him. Um we are back for set two mm-hmm. of the fish performance that took place on July third of twenty twelve. I would Ooh. like to begin set two with a sincere apology to our listeners. <laughs> I am apparently unable to do math. And I actually somehow ended up with forty eight point seven fins for the last set i purposely tried to make it a round number <laughs> once i made the <laughs> rankings just to make it easier but i put the extra 0.3 fins onto happiness as a warm gun so congratulations to james nice. lennon yeah and and well yeah and because yeah the mcginty baseline in that song is amazing <laughs> you know it's one of those it's one of those songs a lot of good bass lines i'm surprised he could sing and play bass at the same time do you think Pretty he played, did he play any other instruments besides the bass was he able to play any other instruments or oh no i don't think so i gotcha. certainly not a piano i no. nowhere near couldn't get anywhere That's probably near a one. lot yeah probably who could to, to no one could do that and sing yeah. and play bass no it's possible um <laughs> so we open set two with chalk dust torture yeah song that we've heard a few different times in different iterations throughout Fish's history. This is the fifth version of Chalk Dust played out of 12 in 2012. Oh, wow. We get Skin It Back teasing from Trey right at the top, uh, which I like. This is a sort of beginning to be jammed out period of Chalk Dust, but it's going to hit new incredible heights in 2013 and 2014. Oh. Oh. Um. This is a pretty good version of it. It's got a little bit of an extra jam tacked onto it. I went with 3.4 fins. Okay. How did you rank it? Dan? Okay, that's respectable. Um, I went with a, I did a 4.3. Um, my reasoning mostly being that, and uh, here's where I get the bottles thrown at me. I think slow chalk dust is better than fast chalk dust. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. In pretty much every single way. Uh, the jamming goes better, I think. Uh, the vibe of it is better. Just like bag, slow, slow bag, slow llama. And it's un- it's it's unique to Fish too because like you know other bands slow down like Dad and Slow, and uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm not with it. No disrespect to those guys, but just not my scene for uh, for that type of slowness. But for some reason, when Fish slows stuff down, it just you know what it is. It's like Little Feet to bring <laughs> Little Feet back up again, where it's like that slow sludgy funk, and it's just really nice, you know. Uh, they kind of fill out in, the but... space well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it you don't notice that it's going as slow kind of maybe. Right. Yeah. It just, yeah, it feels nice. Feels right. You know, you know what I'm saying? It feels right. I'm uh, a, I'm a, I'm a dead and co <laughs> defender. And uh, if you want to argue about that, send it to Dan at five fins mailbag <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's it was the main thing I was kind of interested in was I listened to a couple other versions from 2012. Um, yeah, it, it Chalk Dust is kind of right on the edge here of becoming what it will be in 3.0 of um, you know actually becoming like a huge major jam vehicle. There's the crazy uh, Dix version from 2013. There's the 2014 Randall's Island one, and. And then yeah. there's a fantastic uh, version at Magda Ball. Uh, what are the ones? Was it 2018 where they were like, oh, Bakers, right? Is there. Jimmy yeah, it's almost hard night? to keep track after. So yeah, Choc- yes, Chalk Dust from uh, Chocolate Night, Chalk Dust, C H O C, Chalk Dust Torture version. That was the <laughs> Chocolate Night. Yeah, there's, there's, there's almost too many to name after like 20, 2014, 2013, 2014. Um, but yeah, it's not. It kind of is not quite getting to that point. But you can tell that they're interested in getting there. I dug this version okay, but uh, it's definitely kind of the table setter for what's gonna be coming our way mm-hmm. here in set mm-hmm. two. And what's coming our way right now is sand. <laughs> I'm curious how deeply we want to get into the mythos of sand in relation to Dan's fish going career. It I can I think I can brush it over it pretty quick and okay. and get a good coverage of the ex- explanation. Essentially I was unable to see sand but for 31 shows, 30 shows. Yeah, didn't, you didn't see it get until, it until New Year's then. 2019. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. started seeing them in 2011, didn't get to see the song Sand until 2019. The odds of that on my fishnet like statistics were insanely ridiculous. It was like, what did it get down to? It was like 0.4% or something <laughs> yeah. like that. It was very low, especially if you take into account the amount that they had played it since we had first, uh, like since right. our first show, you know? And the, and the insult to injury was that I missed it by a single show of the number of times that I had seen them. I missed it by a single show like 17 times. So like more than half. Yeah. It happened it was... here. And then it happened again because they played it the first night at SPAC on the run. So they played it two nights later and didn't, and then I didn't see them that night. I saw them the second night. So I missed it twice by one show here. And then further insult to injury was that besides the all of the times that it happened down the road and finally when i saw sand it was at the new year's show so i'm kind of still like 
they also got me because I always mix up. Remember, I always mix up first tube and sand when they first start that first initial moment before I realize which baseline it is. I always yeah, mix them up. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of got overexcited for first tube before they played sand after all. Um, and then to insult to injury back then, though, was that when I first downloaded this on Livefish before they had the app and I just had it like on as an MP3, back to those MP3 things again, um, with the soundboard, <laughs> my download didn't have the full version of sand from this show. It cut out around the seven minute mark. Oh, it did? Like the yep. live fish one? Yep. Or it would cut out. Maybe it was even before that, like five minutes really? in or something. Yeah. So I was like, wow, not only do I not get to see <laughs> sand because we missed the show, but now I don't get to listen to this version of sand that I could have seen. Oh boy, was that frustrating. So that is essentially the gist. Finally did see sand, but it is absurd how close I came the number of times I did it with sand being like one of my favorite songs and the number of save and the number of like songs that I saw that are super rare is just, yeah, it's almost like I was giving up sand to see rarities. So I yeah. still, the journey got, was amazing. It got to be pretty uncanny at, at some point. I remember like in the, was it the 2018 new year's? Yeah. What well, must've been good. You know, 2018 yep. going into 2019 where we saw the first three MSG shows and then they did it on the fourth night, <laughs> and you're like, really? Yeah. They didn't um, play it at Magnaball, and then Curveball got they, canceled? They didn't play it at Magnaball, yes, yeah. So you would have seen, they, they definitely would have played it at Curveball had that happened, but that and had to. And the, the worst one was SPAC this last time during that uh, 2019 year when I saw them at SPAC both nights. They hadn't played it in four nights coming into it. And they went a full yeah, six nights without right. playing it and then opened the show after yep. with sand. With sand. It was really <laughs> it was really crazy. But then I, I feel like there's something and I, I feel like you maybe feel differently about it, but there is something kind of poetic about the fact that when you actually saw it, it was like the New Year's gag. It was almost yeah. like they knew It was amazing. It really it was, was gonna amazing. be your first one. And even though Trey was stuck, it was still uh, it was an interesting uh, time, and I remember, yeah, you were excited, and then I was like, "They're playing Sand," and you, you, you like, you thought it was First Tube, but or no, they played First Tube. Yeah, that's what it was. And I thought yeah. it was Sand, and then I was like, and then you, you know, were like, "Oh, I'm excited anyway." Later, yeah, and, and I was then, like, "It's fine, I'm good." <laughs> yeah, you're like, "It's never gonna happen," and then they did Sand, and it. It was uh, it was a, it was a very vindicating moment for for <laughs> for everyone in our fan group. It's why we do it. It's why we do it. Reba took me a while, but that was probably the not. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't nearly as like you know they they didn't. I wasn't missing it by like one show for a while there. <laughs> At any rate, this is the fifth version of Sand played out of eleven in twenty twelve. Uh, Trey is doing Isabella teases the Jimi Hendrix song that they obviously also color, color, cover, and color, add their color to. <laughs> um, <laughs> did I just say color? Um, I wrote down some timestamps on this. Uh, Me too. Trey starts kind of with a really cool kind of peak around the six fifteen mark is what I had down. Okay, somewhere in there. Um. I wrote down that around six thirty, Trey's playing this really cool like uh, melody that's really high up on the guitar, yeah. 
it's not really, a, it's sort of like he's soloing, but then he kind of settles on, you know, like a little melody. Yeah, yeah. Say it slower. <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> melody. Um, the 740 mark, uh, the band whole, as a whole kind of settles back into a groove with Paige leading on uh, electric keys, but also got some really cool uh, Trey stuff going on, some Sammy's getting made. But yeah. uh, the big breadwinner here, I think, is around like the 819 mark. Mike just comes swinging out on a chandelier. <laughs> just just to coming in to save the day. Uh, not even save the day, to continue the day. the reference that if it's a mike and trey thing it's uh aloe vera right yes. that the mo- yeah yeah i think that is so what it was we're so we're lathering it on here we're getting we're Slather, getting hallowed up uh 9:48, we get the funk siren trace trey unleashes the funk oh. the, the funk siren on us god yeah it's a beautiful siren too where he places it is yeah amazing. it works really well and it kind of uh dissolves into ambience into the next song but Definitely a uh, great version of Sand. I dug it a whole bunch, and I gave it five fans. Nice. I I went with the five as well. I gave it some extras, of course. Um, yeah. Which I don't know if we'll do that at this part. We can do, do it at do the that? end. Let's yeah, do it okay. at the end. We'll we can, it at the end. It'll be like a surprise um, party. Yeah, so that's getting extra fins. And um, some of my timestamps are uh, around just before the five-minute mark that like kind of flirts with an ambient jam, right? right before they like go back into the uh, yes, yeah. Sammies that are happening for almost all of it. Also, Fishman is all over it at uh, one part, um, just or just in general. Like He's all over the song. The pocket is, they're like the deepest pockets ever. They're just digging way in there, that rhythm section. And that part where they all back out when Trey and uh, it's just like Leo and the drums, and then... Like yeah. you said, Mike just comes flying in, and you're yeah. just like, "Oh man, this is epic! This is just freaking crazy!" Yeah, so uh, good. Yeah, Trey is kind of uh, he sort of takes the reins at the beginning, but then he kind of steps back for a period, like you say, and then Paige is kind of carrying it, but also just sort of not really soloing, but just sort of yeah. you know, adding more color to it. And then Mike is like, "All right, it's my turn." Yeah. And oh man, front and center. It's uh, it's really great. That moment is it's really uh, it's great and very like memorable. If you listen to this a couple of times, I and it's like, so oh, cool. Here it comes, here it comes, you know. <laughs> yeah, and it's so cool how they just you know they they can slam right back into a jam, and it literally just doesn't feel like they left, even though they completely changed what they were doing for yeah. that whole time, and then they're just like boom right back in there, and then the transition to the next song is unparalleled yeah. right it's just perfect it's a great so transition it kind of goes ambiently but then it's sort of you know where, where you know they're kind of heading in that direction in a way but it sort of fits when they go into golden age uh which is the next song also technically a cover <laughs> of uh tv on the radio um 
this is the fourth version. I don't know why I said technically a cover. I mean, it de definitively is. It was on another person's album first that they wrote it. So this is the fourth version out of nine performed in 2012. I wanted to point out there's a uh, there's a little lyrical flub where Trey's like, he says that same line twice. He's like, never going to fill your cup. I guess to do it really fast. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Also timestamped here. 727, yes. I had funky fish lead groove. You were saying Fishman stepping up in uh, sand. I really got it in the beginning of the Golden Age jam, I thought was really what stood out for me with fish. He was like, yeah. he's I mean, part of it is, I guess, just when he hits a cowbell, it just kind of resets everything in the band, and we need more cowbell. <laughs> but he does it in a way that's kind of like, it's it's he, he kind of becomes like this rollicking kind of groove machine which we're going to see a little bit more of, I think, too, as the set goes on also. Then it's kind of like they get into that groove, and then it's sort of like the whole thing just sort of peacefully, beautifully, like, de-escalates to this sort of ambience all the way to, like, the 10-minute mark. Then kind of Mike starts to lead the way around there, but, and then 10.37, I wrote, they all hit, <laughs> they all hit a chord and seem to agree on the right direction for the jam all simultaneously. It's that <laughs> moment, you know, it's not even, I think it's obviously not planned, but it's, it's not even like they really even specifically, it's not even like specifically like the right chord, but somehow it's the perfect thing because they all are like, and we're back to this. We know where we are. Um, which I love that. And then around like the 1130 mark, Fishman kind of comes back in, but it's just such a, and then they, they go out around the 12 minute mark. We get that like really high blissful note from Trey, just kind of like looped. And it's the whole jam is really interesting. I was thinking about how 2012 is this funny thing because that type of ambient jamming never really, they do versions of that now, but I think a lot of the jamming direction that started in, fall of 2013 and continued going forward yeah. is more about this sort of uh, when they're doing these big long jams kind of finding these other things to play you know these other like different directions to go in or you know they have kind of have these fixed modes of like or going into this territory where they're just going to like keep going into peaks and stuff like that but yeah peaks and valleys in this, dark and in this, light Dark, like, we're going to do, oh, this is kind of like, well, this is kind of funky. Oh, this is going into, like, a reggae thing. Oh, we could, like, speed up here and make, whereas this is, like, this whole jam is just, like, they hit a certain moment, and then they kind of just, it just sort of ramps downward, but in a good way, like, just a beautiful, perfect way. This is a great version of it, and I gave it five fins. Not extras? Not yet. <laughs> it's wow. Um, I know. Okay. Uh, so Golden Age also got extra fins for me, but uh, five. Extra and, fins, uh, yeah. And um, I feel like I like the fish version. I mean, I know I like the fish version of Golden Age better than the TV on the radio version. I'm not sure if Fish's version of it is a better version of it i think so but i don't i feel like it's close enough in my head that i can't definitively say one way or the other 
Um, I love the uh, yeah. I like the studio. I like the yeah, uh, TV the on the radio version, cool. but it's um, it's not yeah, I mean, fish. It, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a fish sort of uses. They sort of like hijack the groove of the song and sort of make that into like they play the song and then make it into a jam kind of mode they can do. Whereas when you hear the TV on the radio song, it fits really well on that album, and it actually kind of stands out on that album as like a more positive kind of song and more like <laughs> upbeat song than <laughs> some of the ones on it, on some of the ones on that album. But I really love uh, TV on the radio, and I love that uh, album a lot, Dear Science. But yeah, I do like how Fish kind of just turned it into a funky groove that they can yeah. kind of break into. <laughs> and it uh, this one slides into Type 2 territory pretty quickly coming out of there i think at least by like the 725 ish mark they're like really into it and they're definitely there by the 845 and it almost has like a no quarter feel to it which is interesting because they had played no quarter the night before so i'm wondering if some of that had rubbed off on the when they hit that area in the jam and then at the very end uh around the 12 minute mark trey just hits that note and just holds the sustain for like twenty full seconds. Yeah, that's jeez. Yeah. I love that. That is a religious experience, you know. Like it really is one of those things where people talk about how they feel things or whatever. I'm like, yeah. When Trey holds a note for any length of time over three seconds, I feel it. <laughs> yeah, and can I say there's somebody even on the soundboard recording who's like yelling during part of that, and I'm like, can you not right now? Like. This is happening. Yeah. But chomping. You just like cover their mouth so they can't. Come on, lady. Whoever <laughs> you are. Get over yourself. This, there's beauty happening on stage. You know, I t- I uh, before we were recording when I called you, I mentioned that I had changed my extra fins for set two. This is I this is the one that I had for extra fins. But this is also part of the reason I wanted to change the system a little bit, because at the end I'm gonna throw some extra fins on it, so it's all gonna work. Gosh, uh, yeah. The next track we hit brings out the placement police a little bit uh which <gasps> is wolfman's brother oh my i will say really? that you didn't like the placement here um actually i did eventually because i realized that after golden age particularly if you, particularly if you watch the youtube video yeah really get a feel for the fact that they were kind of done like they you know it, it's st- the whole thing kind of stops you know everyone stops playing so they kind of need to come out of that. This one's got the funny Trey vocalizations going on it. Yeah, I love that at the end around. It's like the six minute mark. Yeah, it sounds like you really dug Wolfman's. But I also yeah. was given out a lot of fins in this set. But, you know, I just uh, I thought it was, it was cool. I bumped it up a little bit and I gave it a 3.4. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. Well, mine yeah. is a re- uh, almost reverse of that. I gave it a 4.6. I think it's just the vibe, you know, of it in general it's just yeah such I, a, I it want such a i wanted pleaser. more i love it like it was yeah like, I, that, like I understand it, you know like it was like i think now if they were to play it this deep in a second set it would be like really long and and it would, would really take sure. off it would be like that wolfman's party that we saw yeah the 2018 new year's version yeah. or something where it would be like yeah they throw another song in there or they would jam on it for longer this is like again it's kind of the same with the chalk dust where I feel like they're kind of feeling that out with certain songs, but they're still pretty far away from like really committing to that. Yeah. There also, there's like a part where the, I think the reason I bumped it up a lot extra too, is because um, they kind of have like, 
this weird disjointed thing happen at one point during the jam where it it they like drift apart and they're all doing their own thing and it doesn't really i mean it's i loved the sound of it i don't know that it would be something that everyone would love the sound of but i just love how it it kind of like opens up and expands and then just snaps back together like a rubber band i love when they do that it's just so cool just so the talent that is shown in those moments just makes my head explode yeah, almost like the Golgi thing where it's like the fact that they can bring it back together so fast when it goes yeah. kind of awry. But Ex- exact. I guess I'm also part of it is that a song like Wolfman's, I just kind of like it more in set one. I feel like that's Darian. like its natural habitat. <laughs> Darian. Um, yeah, it's it's nice here. I, I could have gone a little bit higher with it, but I also felt like I was pretty generous in the second <laughs> half of the show, including our next track. Oh, I, uh, I do know this is one of your favorites, though, right? Yeah, I love this song. So it's Walk Away, another cover. <laughs> this is yep. the James Gang. Also played at the Pete's Fabulous Fish Fest show. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, we didn't mention, I don't think, Wolfman's was the fourth version of eight played in 2012. This Walk oh, Away is the it? second. Wow. Yeah, which is surprising, right? You'd think it would be more than that. Um, Walk Away is the second of five versions they played in 2012. So they were feeling Walk Away. And I guess, yeah, fitting in with the kind of like bringing back old covers and bringing back stuff that they hadn't done as much since like the 80s and early 90s kind of vibe that we're seeing in the 2012 shows in this run. I wrote down, this is an almost good transition. They're kind (laughs) of right. They're... It would be great if they were playing Walk Away in the key that they had been jamming in, but they aren't, so they're kind of doing the chords, and then they have to sort of ramp up to the actual correct chords to begin it, which is kind of a bummer. But other than that, uh, it's funny because really probably this my ranking is kind of wrong because they kind of always jam on Walk Away in this style, but for some reason this is the first time I've ever really pieced together that the jam on this has a l- more than passing resemblance to Tweezer Prize, that sort of uh, chord progression, where it's sort of it's like this eternal buildup that can keep building and yeah. building and building and building. And I actually thought that they were teasing it. Yeah, this one it's like because they always kind of do this, uh, and obviously like and in and, and the uh, James Gang version also sort of has this ending where it kind of. The James Gang version like um, like descends into this like chaos <laughs> at the end sort of so it's kind of part of the song, but the Twee Prize ish nature of this uh, Twee Prize ishnessedness of this <laughs> really kind of uh, broke through for me. I don't know. I was I was really loving it. I I feel like it was sort of like there's that moment kind of late in shows sometimes where you almost just need this over anything else over kind of dense jamming or ambience, or you just kind of want them to be a kick-ass rock band. (laughs) And I'm always like really partial to that. Once they've done something like they played this golden age, right? Where it could like, they can dissolve into this ambience and then come out and be like, yeah, we're just a band. You guys want to dance? Like, which Wolfman's obviously that too. But yeah, I, Went with a 4.8. I really like Walk Away. Wow. Um, I gave it a 4. I was not unimpressed, but trying to save myself some fins, I think. 
we're really zagging each other. Zigging yeah, and zagging this each is other really interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe part of it hot, is. Though. But sorry, I'll let you. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> you know what I think it is? Is potentially <laughs> that I might be a little overexposed to this era of the band. Just listening back to a point where, like, some of the original, like, it, it struck me this whole show with how much I liked the covers more than the originals. But I think it's just because I'm getting a little more jaded on the great versions they're doing recently. It's like the opposite of jaded vets <laughs> because it's <laughs> because it's so good now. Like something like a Wolfman's and or like this Shock Dust or even like the Number Line and stuff. Like it's that it, it, there's ver- like there's places for it where I just feel like it works better now. Where when I hear back, I'm like, oh, I love hearing happiness is a warm gun, but hearing like kind of a mediocre version of tube, I'm sort of like, ah, I'm, this is like kind of not working for me on the same in the same way because we have access to all of these great versions they're doing now. Uh, but I don't know if that's part of it or not. I, I should say like, I'm giving away a lot of fins in this second set. Like I really, outside of Wolfman's and I thought Chalk Dust is kind of like a table setter, but it's a rock solid set like it's pretty it's pretty incredible the second half of this how good it is too so uh i don't know i but anyway sorry you were making a point about walk away i'm just kind of throwing that out there as a possibility why why there's a fin disparity on some of the originals oh yeah no i uh i think i said all i had to say mostly about walk away it's pretty hot jamming though like trey uh trey trey's like really on it you can tell he loves he loves playing it it's a good song, um, but I just I went with a four. I think I was so locked into the Sand Golden Age that I was like, all right, well, yeah. those are definitely going to be my my go tos here. Now, did you give out? You did give extra fins to one of them, right? Both of them. Both of them. Okay. Yeah, because what I was doing is just saying extra fins for one of them, just to keep that as the thing. But you know, we can we can work. Yeah. I I I because yeah I, they're both getting extra fins from me too believe believe you me <laughs> uh, the next set uh, the next track we hit is oh we should mention this so also that's a funny thing so the live fish uh, track has it as like nine or like almost ten minutes but yeah. the version is actually what like seven because there's there's like a yeah seven, they like, like closer to eight because they, they kind of stop and yeah so I wrote down. Uh, you hear a guy, maybe it's the same guy, going, uh, don't slow it down. <laughs> and then uh, Trey comes up to the microphone and says, we're catching our breath. And then people cheer because they'll cheer if he says anything. But then he starts like, he turns to Fishman. And you saw the video, right? He turns to Fishman and he starts like yeah. swatting his arm. <laughs> you know, like there's a bug on it. And then he turns it and he's like, and he's like, uh, he turns to the mic and he goes, we don't talk anymore backstage. We just use hand signals. That's how it's going to work from or whatever. And so then he, (laughs) like we just use hand signals and Paige does the thing. He turns to Paige and does the swatting the bug thing. And Paige like claps in the air, like the bugs in the air. (laughs) So that Trey does that, which is kind of funny. Um, and somebody, by the way, I think when he does the bug thing, I think you can hear somebody say bug. <laughs> it's like, wow, they can't even, <laughs> that guy, that guy's on it. He knows what's up. That is our next track from Farmhouse. Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Don't feed it. Uh, Doesn't This matter. is the third version out of five they played in 2012, which 
means they played Walkaway and Bug the same amount in 2012. What a weird Wow. Because that was the second version of Walkaway out of five. This is the third version out of five for Bug. I wrote down one note, and, one, and this one note is Trey. I mean, man, this solo is so good. Yeah, I, I mean, that sums it up. He really just freaking goes short and sweet, and he's going the whole time. It's short, but really sweet. It, it It's sort of like, I was thinking, like, we get caught up in the jamming and the this and that with people when they talk about, like, great guitar players. I'm like, just listen to something like this and tell me he's not good. Like, this is, <laughs> is this is actually, like, a, yeah, a little solo improv moment I was kind of going back to in this show. One of the reasons I like doing this podcast is, like, I, I something like this where if I was listening to the full show, I would probably be zoning out. But just catching this over and over, I was like, this is an incredible version of Bug when you think about different versions of it. I thought, I don't know, I really got into it for some reason. And I gave it 4.3 fins. Wow. I uh, I gave it a 4. I I really liked the Trey stuff. Saving some fins up. Yeah, it was uh, a good song to save, I would say. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. Um, uh-huh. I thought about going automatic four because Bug is kind of an automatic felt, four. Yeah, that's kind of how it felt to me. But I also didn't want to think because I mean I know that obviously like sometimes Bug just is really good. Like there's some ten minute versions out there for sure. Kind of. I mean, it's really just cool. dependent on how cool the solo is, sort of. Right. I mean, that's kind of the. But I don't mind that like to rank them differently. For automatic four, for me, is like something where you go, well, how am I going to rank like rift against rift it's like it's you know I mean, yeah it's like it's great train song against train song but i think like bug could swing between like three and a half and four and a half for me it probably be, have to be a lot to get to five like they'd really have to do something with it uh i don't know just just one man's opinion you know what song i did give five fins to though which one that would be a song called fluffhead dan Fluffhead. which comes next fluffy it's, balls it's on fish's first album this is the fourth version out of, get this, eight they did in 2012. Whoa. They played Fluffhead eight, eight times in 2012, dude. Oh. Bonkers. More than Bug. Glory days. I'm, how many years do, in their history do you think they played Fluffhead more than Bug? That's got to be a small number. But anyway. Since, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just overall, I mean, I mean, yeah, since, yeah, right. Since Bug existed, it's <laughs> a good point. But you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I mean, even, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Bonkers, loco. Uh, <laughs> it has Dave's Energy Guide teases. We should probably mention that. Um, also, they the next night that we actually were in attendance for, the, they played Dave's Energy Guide before the opening song that night, which was Alumni Blues. Dave's Energy Guide is kind of advanced level fish knowledge that is even kind of hard for me to grasp totally but it's essentially it. yeah it's essentially this uh, exercise that they used to do that now t- to my ears they play in a lot of songs but there's a i think like a very specific note combination that they do to make a dave's energy guide or it's in a certain key if you listen to the next night before they start playing alumni that's the best version of it that you can get in terms of like just as or, you know as a standalone thing where you go oh that's what it is when you hear it you go oh i've heard them do that but it like you say 
in the middle of a jam it's hard for even me to tell that it's happening um they really land the fluff came to new york line yeah uh which sometimes can go either way i mean i know like the 2010 new year's it was pretty good 2011 it's like a little shaky like half of them do it uh and then in Claude, the Claude section, tipsy, fuddled, boozy, groggy, elevated, primed it editor, that part. The great uh, great Sammies going on. Mm-hmm. Paige, Paige and Trey, for those who don't know, Sammies, Paige and Trey going at it, making some Sammies together. We know Paige loves sandwiches. <laughs> Submarines. Um, but solid, well-played, great version of Fluffhead. Like I said, give it a five. What the hell else can you do? Life is short. Give give every Fluffhead that comes your way a five, people. We don't, we're, we're not, we're, you're dead a long time. <laughs> this is true. Unfortunately, I gave it a four and a half. Um, That's the end of the podcast, folks. Thank yep, you so have much Have a good night, in. everybody. Uh, what happened? The, uh, what I wrong? just, uh, there was nothing wrong with it. I just Look was me in the eyes. <laughs> and uh, the... <laughs> Uh, it I'm is. I think Godfather, it is. It's my, like, uh, like it's not. It's not business. It's strictly. It, exactly. No, it's, that's exactly it. It's the opposite. It's not business. It's strictly personal. You're trying to hurt me. <laughs> this is payback. Um, <laughs> the, Joy, uh, motherfucker. Joy sleeps get, with the fishes. He, I I want you to be happy. <laughs> that's a, um, the uh, I think Fluffhead though is my favorite um composed song. In, possibly including Yem. I do. I love the hell out of Yem, but Fluffhead is just so. I mean, Reba's great too, of course. But yeah, something about Fluffhead, man. Something about it. I think it's the explosion of the fluff at the end. Fluffhead. I just. It's so amazing. So amazing. And I. I every time I listen to it, I feel like I'm there. I feel like I'm in the audience doing the yell with everybody else. It's like very vivid picture every time I hear it. I would have bumped it up to a five, but I needed I needed more fins. <laughs> yeah, I was I was afraid. I don't want this to turn into something where we're saving fins. I just thought it would be fun to like use the unused ones to like <laughs> supplement. But what I was I gonna say. I just didn't want my extra fin songs to to not have enough fins, if that makes sense. Oh, I like, get I you. really wanted to show my love for those songs. I was like, these need to be this much higher than the other ones. If I could re, if I rerouted all of my points now, I think I would take some back from the first set and move my fluff head up to a five. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. I mean, what I was just trying Time to do is tell. kind of, I like the idea of like instead of us trying to rank every performance of a fish song versus itself like kind of more ranking the versions we've heard against each other in a way, if that if that makes any sense. Because like you could rank something like a five now that maybe if we do a bunch of these, we'll end up being whatever, you know. Um, but anyway, in terms of what you're saying about Fluffhead, you know why I think part of the reason the composed section works even better sometimes, like in a way than some of the other ones is that those were kind of standalone songs for a period. Like they used to play Claude. They used to play Who Do We Do like as actual just sort of standalone songs. I think it's also great because it's it's not just one kind of long composed piece. It's actually sort of like bridges between different different composed sections. Yeah. So it feels more like a cohesive unit as opposed to just sort of like, uh, though I love 
Reba and Yem potentially even more, but I agree that there's something there's something about Fluffhead specifically where it's like, oh, this was kind of there's almost like a medley quality to it in a way that I think the uh, those songs feel more like composed sections that have a jam payoff where this feels like a jam section that's been appended to a section of five other things, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Fluffhead is great. We are in agreement on that. It's a fish yes. fan favorite. We hit the wedge next. The wedge. Any thoughts about uh, the wedge, Dan? Um, I gave it a four point two. Okay, um, I gave, I went three and a half. I was, it yeah. was good, but yeah, it was. I was gonna go with an auto four, especially since we have now heard like the greatest wedge of all time. Um, this is definitely an auto four candidate for sure. Yeah, maybe we should but, do uh, a whole thing about which I ones had to, we think that would are be candidates fun. for that. Yeah, but I, 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 I had to. In that. I, I just felt like I had to bump it just a little bit because pyramids are amazing fun, right? Like, who doesn't <laughs> love pyramids? Pyramids are super cool. They're super big. They're super ancient. Aliens might have been involved. Probably not. Almost we certainly not. But who knows? It could have been. Aliens are cool. Pyramids are cool. And therefore, this song is cool. So I gave it a little extra love. 4.2. Yeah, I've always been a fan of the uh, you need a two-car garage. I've always loved that line. <laughs> yeah. that's, a, that's such a perfect encapsulation of fish like uh, <laughs> absurdity tom marshall absurdity it's just like yeah. building you a pyramid and you need a two-car garage i just always <laughs> thought that was a funny line um unless you have anything else i'm ready to move on right. so so here it is oh i know i didn't expect it to happen to i had golden or i had um i moved it three times i had sand then i had golden age and on this last listen, it got to me. Wow. We it run really like an good. antelope. Yeah. So here here I gave it extra fins and I'm and I will not apologize. <laughs> and here's the reason why. Probably the most unusual version of this jam that I've heard in a while. Yeah. And it, it really hints in a way at where they were headed in the future, I think, jam wise, because you kind of get this hint at a, a major key part kind of early on. It sort of changes out of that. And it's just sort of a very like blissful version of Antelope <laughs> in a way that I don't normally associate with the song. But then it also ramps up perfectly to this kind of raging end part. And they totally nail the, tra you know, the part before the Marco Escondolas. They totally nail the, yeah. oh the, my the, God. the big buildup. Uh, which is always a major plus for me. And it's also got just the, the intensity of it all the way through is great. It's, it's like intense. And then the jam starts and somehow you can just, to me, it was like, I just got this taste of like, Oh, there's 2021 fish. You can see it. It's there. And <laughs> there's a piece yeah. of them that's already kind of there, but you know, and we're talking about some of these other jams. Like I loved the, the sand mic part. That was a huge part of the sh show improvisationally for me the golden age kind of that de-escalation into like the bliss ambient stuff. But in terms of like formally inventive kind of funny, weird, you got to go back and listen to this one version of this song. I think it's this because there's actually several versions of golden age that have like sort of that kind of structure. And there's definitely versions of sand that have come after in like 13 and 14 looking at you Vegas 14 <laughs> that are sort of like, 
that where it's this mic led thing, but it goes for even longer and kind of gets even crazier. But so I, I am all over this antelope. Um, I mean, I had it, I had three songs marked down here as fives and I ended up settle like trying to settle the score here. But so antelope is my, like, maybe we should just call, start calling it set highlight, <laughs> but antelope is, it gets my, uh, gets my extra fins for set two. Nice. I, you know, I, I can see that it's, it is a really great version and I love how quickly it gets to that blissfulness. stuff at the end is hilarious. Maiko. Maiko. Polo. Maiko. And then I I do have to say that the Fiend You to Have Any Spike Man! That yes. is like the coolest Fishman coming in thing ever. Yeah. It's so good. Just like how quickly <laughs> and then it it fits so perfectly like I never would have thought that it could fit as perfectly as they just wedge it into there. So it makes it really, really exciting. I gave it a 4.6. Um, yeah, I I loved it. Didn't want to give it my extra, didn't give it my extra finch, I should say. Um, although I think it is the technically the longest jam of the night, correct? Because I think that there's longer songs, but... Uh, yeah, they, that's a good point. Is it longer amount than... amount of jamming. Yeah, is it actually longer than uh, Golden Age? I guess it is, right? It's shorter um, time-wise than Golden Age, like track time-wise, but the jam is longer than the Golden Age jam. Slightly. Yeah, because they... Uh, More verses. Yeah, they kind of go through it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It It surprised me that I went with it. <laughs> but I I couldn't deny it at a certain point that, you know... You just have to kind of, uh, I don't know. I, I also feel like it's going to be kind of interesting if I, uh, to go with antelope because that's not necessarily one that normally would get extra fins. It gets like what right. you would say, like four point whatever. But I was like, you know, there are other versions of those types of jams, the sand and golden age that we get here. They're, these are they're, they're great and I gave them five fins don't get me wrong but I'm just saying there's other sort of in terms of the jam I was like oh this is uh, it feels like a premonition of where they were headed and I was really really keyed in on that and I couldn't I couldn't get uh, couldn't get over it <laughs> I like that description so you know we didn't when we talked about this uh, math thing we didn't uh, talk about the uh, are you counting the encore as part yeah, of the second set yeah I count set? the encore as part of the second set yeah okay I see I didn't but uh, interesting. Well, I'm sure it didn't affect it anyway. I'm just gonna, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna not count the encore if that's okay towards my sure. rankings overall. 
Because I gave it an automatic four, and that is character zero. I did the same zero. thing. Yep. Cool. The only we thing that it. I would say yeah. about it is that I love it, and that if you don't like it, then you can just go to the after party early and give me more space to pump my arms when we all yell at the end. <laughs> That's fine. I, uh, yeah, no, same. I mean, it's, yeah, I really do like it uh, as a song a lot. It is just sort of a bummer that a it just signals that, it, yes. <laughs> It's just sort of a bummer that it always signals like, well, now the set's over. Like you, now you have to go home in a way because it gives you this sort of like, <laughs> yeah. It makes it makes the song like not as fun as like it should be, and it's a really fun, great song. So I almost kind of wish sometimes they would like do a whole year where they only opened with it. You know what I mean? Never. Yeah, that like, would be know? that would be amazing. I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah, that would be sweet. It also I like it as a set one closer as well. Shout out Darian. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, it's like mix it, <laughs> put it in somewhere. <laughs> and you got to get the sound bite in. Um, but so I kind of didn't count that towards my rankings. Uh, so for the second set, I had 30, I ended up with 39.4 fins out of 45 available fins. So I gave out a lot more of the available ones in uh, set two than set one. I had 5.6 left over for set two. How many, do you know how many fins you gave out for set two? Um, I don't know how many I gave out. I came out of it though with six point one fins, or okay for that set. Yeah, and then total I have eleven point one to hand out if I want to. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I had I had nineteen left over after set one, and I had five point six left over after this, so which is twenty four point six total. Cheater. I went with uh. <laughs> Uh, so for this set, I threw another 2.6 on to, oh, sorry, let me put it this way. I put through another 2.5 onto Golden Age. Oh. I threw another 2.6 onto Sand. I did that backwards. I'm so sorry. I threw another 2.6 onto Golden Age, <laughs> 2.5 onto Sand, and another three for Antelope. I, I'm giving I'm giving Antelope all the debt because wow. I know that I'm gonna I'm gonna rank so many Antelopes like four point two. So, so how much have you banked away then? I have sixteen point five fins banked away. Oh man, this is gonna be absurd someday. Um, yeah, it's gonna get it's gonna get crazy. Although it's not because we're gonna start going into shows where I'm gonna just stand them out like crazy. So yeah, I hope so because I mean I'm never gonna stop handing them out like crazy. Uh, <laughs> I really I hope gave, people actually understand what we're doing, and if they don't, that's fine too because it's funny. It's funny. It's hilarious. Way. None of these things matter whatsoever, which is great. That's the best part about our show. Nothing actually matters in the end. It doesn't and we're just being as ridiculous as possible. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it's true. It's, it's I gave. Uh, we're going down the rabbit hole. In yeah. the worst way, we're but in the digging. best way. We're digging to the bottom. <laughs> the theme from the bottom. Uh, I gave Sand an extra three, so that brought it up to an eight. Okay. I gave Golden Age um, an extra 7.1. So oh, I brought okay. that up to a 12.1. 12.1, um, okay. And I, I banked away myself uh, one for the future. But I know exactly where I will be putting... All of the things that I bank, <laughs> I I know exactly where I'm going with them, and I I'm just hoping that I have enough time to build up the number that I need to build up. <laughs> that you don't to, die. That you don't that, die that, before that, you that spend all your extra yes. fence. 
if you do die before me, I'll put all. I'll do the podcast by myself and just. It'll rank be. Every it'll be in my will. I'll have it in my will. It'll yeah, be I'll like this every is, this is where my fins were going. Fins. The the lawyer will be like something about <laughs> fins and where all of his fins were going. I know he has scuba diving <laughs> fins. Is that what they was talking about? And you're like, nope. I know exactly what he meant. <laughs> I just like the idea that at a certain point, like if we do like the 12, 30, 19 tweezer, I can be like, I give this 38 fins. Like I have them and it's happening. I'm not and, saying and you, can't you stop may, me. I'm not saying you've discovered my strategy, but yeah, no, I have. You might have. <laughs> Were you going to try to say one there. for every show? Maybe. Yeah. And then just, yes. do, I mean, cause I thought about that, but then I also think you could, because I just did, yeah, yeah I mean, I, 39 fins isn't enough for the best tweezer of all time. Uh, I said it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, I will not take it back. I I will say this has been a lot of fun to do this show though. Um and yeah, going forward we're still going to do the rankings the way that we normally do them. Uh it's just that we're going to give out extra fins at the end toward things yeah. that we like so i think it'll be fun plus like i like the idea that like uh you're gonna be like into negative fins at some point you're gonna have given so many out <laughs> you're gonna, I'm gonna like, just I? i'm just gonna loan borrow some yeah you're just gonna yeah i'll loan you eight fins you're like i just i gotta give this twee prize a four i'm, <laughs> I'm probably gonna i'm it. probably gonna be like uh i started printing my own fins <laughs> yeah it's gonna be fans it's like not the right word you're like what is that they're they're I backed against the uh the thick strawberry goo <laughs> the, that they're sock. part of the uh they're wilson bucks they don't count once yeah. aaron aaron wolf gets in there <laughs> aaron the wolf the lizards will yeah, rise again I, I i i it's not going to be so much math hopefully going forward i think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure it out but just sort of yeah at the end of every set we'll just add out a couple more. It's, it's like five is no longer the limit. If, we, if we're only using, you know, 3.5 of a song, we got a whole fin and a half that's just doing nothing. So let's add it on to some good stuff, you know? That's my <laughs> that's my take on the whole thing. And I got a bunch to, to go with. Um, so as a programming note, first of all, sorry, first of all, thank all of you or any of you who are listening to this podcast right now. Thank you. Whose heads are spinning with this ridiculous idea. We appreciate you hanging in with us, talking about some fish shows. So for the next episode, which will be episode 10, we are going to be uh, doing a show that we were both at. Yeah. So in preparation for our next episode, if you would like Let's to go. listen to the show that took place on October 23rd of 2013 at the aforementioned Glens Falls Civic Center in Glens Falls, New York, we were there. Oh, this man. time, we were actually at the show. We can give you a full-on report of what it was, what was going on that day. The town, the people. The whole thing. The whole experience is going to be there and all of the lore of that venue and all of that stuff. I'm really looking forward to it. It's one that I won't have to uh, disappoint you with my fin rankings, hopefully. Although it's, you never know. Well, I do I'm live sure to disappoint there, you. I, I'm thinking there might be like one or two that'll that'll Yeah, there's going to be. There's probably bit, but that's be, okay. This is probably going to be a, a couple problems, but you, we're, we're going to get through it. <laughs> No, that should be a lot of fun. So I feel like it's good to give out the 
show in case people are listening because then they can listen to the show and then they can listen to us give disappointing opinions about it. So Yes. Yeah, that's the idea. And then uh, should we say that after that we're switching who picks the show? And then after that we're going to switch. So I've been doing the 3.0 and you have been doing the 1.0. Yes. And we're going to we're going to switch and uh we'll see how that goes. I already know a couple of the 1.0 ones I kind of want to do and I'm sure you have the same the same Yes. Thing. <laughs> 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 Enough said. Thank you so much for tuning in to Five Fins. We really appreciate it. Uh, seriously, if you actually do want to email us, you can actually literally hit us up at fivefinsmailbag at gmail.com. P-H-I-V-E-P-H-I-N-S mailbag at gmail.com. I can feel the vultures moving in, man. I'm loving it. <laughs> We're only going to get complaints that are like, I do not understand this stupid system. Why are you? Can't you just rank them out of five? This is so dumb. I know that that's the answer be like is no, now. because it is funnier this way. It's funnier this way. Um, <laughs> but it won't change the content of the show. I swear. I swear. Nope. people. All right. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. And we will see you next time on five fins. We love you. Thank you. We're glad that you're alive. Good night, James. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Ringo. <laughs> Good night, Ringo. Good night, Paul. Peter McGinty. <laughs>